Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. Here we are, back for episode seven of season three, Obstoculus. I believe that's right. Uh, you know, <laughs> I feel foolish. I mean, you know, I'm of Mexican heritage, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I think it is Obstoculos. Which is Spanish for obstacles. I believe so. Okay. And this episode has a lot of them, so let's go with that. This episode, like all others, came out on January 1st, 2021. Again, Season 3, Episode 7, Obstoculos. And Sal, what is your guess for the IMDb rating of this episode? Okay, well, unfortunately, we were up in the 9.2 range. Then we went down, right? We went down to 8.5, I think, for the last one which was very disappointing uh, number for me anyway. So I would say I would say we went down a little bit for this one. I'm going to say we went to 8.2. 8.4. But you see, I'm yeah. learning the I'm learning the IMDb algorithm. Yeah. You could also just go look on there so I'm just assuming you don't peek. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> L- let me tell you something. If there's one thing I'm proud of, you know, one of many things I'm proud of for our podcast is the truth, the honesty and the transparency. Yes. True. We don't lie to you guys. Like, for example, when I called you, Jason, from the South Seas apartment, yep. when I called you, I was there. I did not no, fake I, it. No, I believe it. Yeah, which we could have done. Of course you can fake it. I was there, man. Yeah, that's right. You were. And by the way, speaking of apartments, just one thing I wanted to mention real quick. We know that Miguel and Johnny live in Reseda. Right. Yes. We show Tori. We kind of assume she lives in Reseda. Yeah, adjacent. But Yeah, maybe. But- one thing I want to be clear, the apartment that they show for Miguel and Johnny is indeed actually in Tarzana. Yeah, that's right. And Tarzana gets no love. You know, we talk about Reseda, we talk about Encino, Tarzana gets no love. So, uh, shout out to Tarzana. Yeah, shout out. So, the synopsis for this episode is Daniel spends some father-daughter time with a traumatized Sam. Johnny plans to form a new karate dojo, but struggles to come up with a cool name. I was thinking of names. Yeah. Later on, I'm going to give you a, my top choice for a, for name. Okay. All right, Sal. Without further ado, let's jump in to the scene-by-scene breakdown of the episode. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm all set. We open on a great photo, Sal, of an older Mr. Miyagi at the Miyagi-Do Dojo, and Sam is doing some training. But she was wearing jeans, which I found interesting. I noticed that right away. Later on, we'll probably find out why she was wearing jeans. Why would she be wearing jeans? Yeah, we'll true. Yeah, I would not want to wear jeans when I'm training in martial arts. I will tell you they're quite restrictive, wouldn't do it. So a good observation, Sal. And there's reason for that. Because as she walks outside to get a water, she drops her water bottle and is in dismay by what? She walks outside and up walks Tori out of the blue. Yeah. Walked right up. You know... I'm thinking now they need to lock that back gate. They need to lock that back gate. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we got Terry Silver comes through, through there. That back gate. We have creases come through there. We've had vandals come through there. Absolutely. At least a guard dog or something. Uh, they need some sort of security system because whatever they got ain't working. Another thing I found real interesting is that Tori says to her, you didn't fight back, referring to the fight right. at the laser tag place. She says, you didn't fight back. You just went home and cried to mommy while mommy's not here. I thought, how would Tori know that? Yeah. Well, she's making assumptions. Yeah. Well, again, we're going to find out how this starts to make sense in this 
in this scene? What what becomes of this scene? Yeah, so I mean, they're fighting, there's some good back and forth, but Tori gets the upper hand, Sal, and this is looking bad for Sam. Well, it's looking really bad because, well, kind of tough to see. We kind of start to see the death of Sam. Tori begins to drown Sam in the pond. Yeah. And as we've seen before, Tori will pull a knife or a weapon out. And this is probably part of Sam's traumatization is the fact that Tori, as you talked about on previous episodes, is Tori's willing to go there. She's willing to bring real harm, potentially even death to someone. We don't know, but it's playing out before our very eyes. However, Sal, classic movie or TV scene, what happens? She wakes up. It was a dream. It It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. (laughs) And Sal, I got to say, I started to feel this right away as the fight went south. I just thought, eh, it just felt like a dream or nightmare to me. Did you feel the same? Well, mentioning the genes and mentioning how Tori knew about her crying to her mother. Yeah. Now those things make sense because what happened was those little moments, I was thinking, wait a second, something's not right here. So in that scene, there were things that weren't right. And it all makes sense when we realize it was a dream. Let me tell you something. This is next level for Cobra Kai to get to what appears to be a near attempted murder. Yeah. I mean, this is next level stuff. Absolutely. And so now we're outside Johnny's apartment and Miguel is doing an obstacle training course. And Sal, this is hilarious. I didn't notice this the first couple of times I saw this episode. It just didn't really occur to me because I was focused on Miguel. But Johnny's riding around in Miguel's old wheelchair, which I found hilarious. And I just didn't notice it the first couple of times. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And he's throwing a medicine ball at him. And even when he can't even accept the medicine ball, he's wiping out. I love Johnny's training methods. I got to say. Miguel falls directly onto the asphalt. I don't know if anybody here has ever (laughs) fallen on asphalt. It is not, not fun. So, hey, props to the stunt department. Yes. And this is intermixed with... Keg crunches, of which, Sal, I've never seen before. Okay, so I was going to ask you if that was some sort of like maybe martial arts secret that that the rest of us don't know about. That's some sort of ancient practice. I I like that that he's actually spilled beer on Miguel. Yeah, he's just getting a sloppy pour at Miguel's expense. And I've never seen it before, Sal, but I will promise you this. There are people in the world doing this now. And all the while, I like that you hear Wasp playing I Want to Be Somebody. Great song, probably from Johnny's Classics. He's got some cassettes, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. So eventually, Miguel succeeds. I love this slow motion shot of Miguel and Johnny taking the wheelchair and the crutches and dumping them in the trash. You know, this was bittersweet because on one hand, you want to celebrate their victory. On the other hand, you're like, hey, why don't you donate those to charity? What are you doing? Much like when Johnny throws books away in the previous episode when he's done with them. It's like, yeah, these are still good things that could go on and serve others. But now we just got to throw it away. We can't have this in our life anymore. Classic scene. Well, Jason, you probably know I'm a collector. So hand in hand with collecting is I'm sort of a picker. I love watching American Pickers and uh, Pawn Stars and things like that. I like things. I do. So I would have went over to that dumpster and pulled them out. Hey, these are still good, man. I'm taking (laughs) these to Salvation Army. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. He's not the most practical thinker. So now we're inside Johnny's apartment and they're trying to come up with a new name for the new dojo. And I love some of the things that Miguel's throwing out, like Johnny Lawrence Karate or Strike Hard Karate or even All-American Karate, which, Sal, I got to say, that's got a nice ring to it. Well, also sort of a tribute to 
for those of you who are MMA or UFC fans, American Top Team. So this is similar to that. So kind of reminiscent of Randy Couture's organization. Yeah, my dojo in Los Angeles is American Hapkido Karate. So I actually like any sort of tie-in with that is nice. But Johnny dismisses it, and they both agree that Cobra Kai is a really cool name. And then Johnny says what about potentially using a K for Cobra? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Let's switch the C for a K, and we'll be Cobra Kai Karate, triple K. Miguel's like, you mean KKK? <laughs> and Johnny's like, yeah, maybe that's not a good idea. So you said you had some other names in mind. Do you want to spitball some of those now? Well, it's a short list. Uh, what I wanted to do is I wanted to play with Johnny Lawrence with his name. Yeah. And I thought of Jennifer Lopez. I thought of J-Lo, right? They oh. call her J-Lo. There you go. So he could be like J-Lo or J-Law. It could be J-Law Karate. There you go. That's my choice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. So then, Sal, I love how Johnny thinks that Facebook messages take time to get to their recipients, especially Allie, who's in Colorado. He asked, how long do messages usually take to arrive? She's in Colorado. Sure, it's going to take a while. He said, they're instantaneous. And that upsets him because obviously Ali has not responded. So he's staring at the inbox, waiting for that message to arrive from her, hoping it does, slams his laptop. And then he pretty much tells Miguel that he's going to find a new location. And Miguel, since he's going back to school for his first day, since he's been out of the hospital, can focus on recruits. Yeah. So, and thank God he's got Miguel, Sal. I mean, Johnny's trying to make another comeback, and there's Miguel in his corner. Good old, reliable, sweet Miguel who just began to walk again. You know, you got me thinking where Johnny would be without Miguel, who Johnny would be today without Miguel. I mean, if you think about where Johnny was, yeah. who Johnny was when they met. Remember that first episode? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I mean, Miguel had a lot to do with Cobra Kai coming back in the first place. Yeah. So, who knows where Johnny would be right now? I, I'm, I shudder at the thought. Well, I would probably venture to say he'd be in an Applebee's or some sort of restaurant knockoff at the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starting fights with Dodger fans. <laughs> totally. So he does that with Miguel. Without him in his life, he just does more of the same. Yeah, yeah. He's better because of Miguel. And I guess you could say that Miguel is better because of Johnny, you know. But that's a good friendship. A friendship is when two people can help each other be better people. Absolutely. Now we're at the LaRussos, and Sam is back from grandmother's house. No real talk about that. But Sal, Daniel has tea from Okinawa, which just made me think for just a minute about the wonderful tea ceremony. Just a little tip of the cap for the fans of The Karate Kid Part 2, which I know uh, you're leading the fan club for. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I'm excited to try tea from Okinawa, but I'd be hard-pressed to believe Amanda or especially Sam uh, give a damn about Okinawan tea. That's true. But we did find out that Daniel and Amanda inform Sam that what is reopening Amanda and Daniel have commiserated and decided to reopen Miyagi-Do Dojo. Yeah, but Sam's not having it. She's done with karate, Sal. Yeah. Daniel asks, so what do you say? You ready to get back into action? Sam says, no. She runs out. Daniel goes after her. She says, I'm not doing karate anymore, okay? And she runs off again. So now Amanda comes to Daniel and realizes that, hey, take the day off. Play hooky today. 
Although this means that Sam's going to miss even more school, and she seems like she misses quite a bit of school as is, but she wants him to perform some of that Miyagi magic. I like that. I like that she sprinkled that in there. Yeah, she encouraged him. She invokes the name of Miyagi, which was really nice to see. Also interesting that they would have Sam play hooky on her first day of school. That's something my mother would do. Speaking of school, now we're at West Valley High, and Miguel gets applause, Al. His first day of school, he's back, he's walking, and everyone gives it up to the hero. Yeah, the triumphant return of the All-Valley champ. Yeah. Making his way back to West Valley High. Very nice to see. He walks in. Also, you know, it's great. He gets all the fanfare. Wonderful. But also, this is his first time going through all the new security measures. Yeah. Probably had his bag checked and all that. You know, they kind of sped past that. But he's coming into a new environment. You know, we saw Sam have issues when she even touched the railing in which Miguel fell on. But he seemed to be okay with it, Sal. He kind of embraced that moment. But if anyone's going to have an impact from this place, it was him who went into a coma after getting knocked off of the second level. So he dealt with it in stride, didn't seem to slow him down a bit as Hawk comes up. And it's a quick exchange, but you can tell, Sal, that Miguel's not so into Cobra Kai anymore. We know this. He's helping Johnny form a new dojo. And he wants to tell Hawk, but the bell rings, classic scene in a movie or TV show. Uh, They even named a show after this, I believe, in which you start on quite often. But uh, they're going to talk later. And Miguel then runs into whom? Miguel continues on his way through the school, runs into Dimitri. Dimitri has his cast on, and Yasmin is there. So at first, you kind of think maybe Dimitri and Yasmin were speaking or near each other or chatting in some way when Miguel arrived. Yeah. Did you want to say anything about Saved by the Bell? (laughs) You know what? I forgot if it was the college years or I forgot there there was another... One, there was Saved by the Bell, then there was Saved by the Bell, the college years. Oh, Saved by the Bell, the new class. Okay. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I think I worked on that too. I think I worked on the college years and then the new class as well, but not the original. I I will say, again, to to always be transparent to our listeners, I was an extra on many different shows. I was not an extra on the original Saved by the Bell. It was the next class in the college class. Thank you for correcting me. I was setting you up for the original. That's the only one I knew. I didn't know there was all these spinoffs, but uh, fair enough. So... Miguel sees Dimitri's broken arm and he's in shock. And yes, there's Yasmin as well. And we don't know what's going on there. And Miguel's even thrown off by that. Like these two people are in the same universe because <laughs> she would never even talk to this guy. So yeah, it's like he's been away for a while. Some things have happened and he needs to get clued in. This whole time I'm thinking, why is Miguel so out of the loop on everything? I mean, was he not, you know, Facebooking anybody, uh, Instagramming anybody? Nobody filled him in. Why is he so clueless when he returns to school? Yeah, that's true. I think he was watching some of the Cobra Kai social media updates, but maybe he just tuned out. Maybe rehabbing with Johnny and staying focused on that has overwhelmed him. But it's a good point. Why wouldn't someone have called and said, hey, Dimitri's in the hospital as well now with a broken arm? Or, Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I just think somebody would have told him, and for sure somebody should have told him. True. So now we're at a really modern gym because Johnny is searching for a dojo. And this one, he loves it, Sal. He loves the juice. I think it's like the best juice he's ever had. And he wants a good old-fashioned handshake deal. No credit check, please. Yeah, I like that. Like men. 
Let's do a handshake deal like men. <laughs> but Sal, that place looked pretty costly. I'm not sure that uh, we never got the figure, but I'm assuming it was out of his range. Well, one thing I'll tell you, again, as a former personal trainer, I worked in the gyms, uh, various chains for a period of 15 to 20 years. The juice bars are always a loss. They're not making any money on those things. And it's a wonderful luxury to have when you only sell like maybe you know a juice every two hours. So yeah, that's a real nice place. It had some equipment in there. It was basically oh, a yeah. gym. Yeah. With the elliptical machines and so forth. So it, it was like a everything was already installed. Hopefully, they just had a little space for them to be able to do the martial arts. Otherwise, it was a re- regular looking, nice gym. But I'm assuming the handshake deal was no go for this guy. And so now we're at, like we went from an Equinox type place to a complete dump. Well, we went from an actual legitimate space right. to what looked like some sort of warehouse. Yeah. Like you may have, you know, uh, fenced some stolen car parts, you know, as a shout out to a previous episode when they fought those two guys in that garage with the stolen van. Three guys. Three guys. Okay. This was a dumpy garage that you would probably use for uh, something messy. You're not going to have people come and exercise here. You don't want them breathing. This place has asbestos, (laughs) the guy even says. Yeah, he says, I could knock a few hundred off because of the asbestos. I think they got it all. And so, Sal, how much did he want for this storage unit, garage, whatever? He's asking 3000 a month, which certainly doesn't include any security deposit or credit check. $3,000 a month. And I like John's response. $3,000, this place sucks. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, this is LA, pal. You want a roof and four walls, it's going to cost you. <laughs> so, Sal, after he does not go to the high-end gym or the low-end gym, where does Johnny eventually settle? Well, we don't know where Johnny is at first because we just know that he's outdoors. That's all we know. Right. He's talking to a guy and he asked the guy if he can do karate there. The man says, yeah, it's a public park. And then the camera pans out and we see that Johnny is there. People are you know, jogging, having picnics. We learn Johnny is going to have his new dojo right there in a public park. Yeah, and he's like, can I go back to my family now? <laughs> he's just a guy that he summoned over to ask him this. And you do see this at parks, Sal. I mean, I used to live next to Pan Pacific Park, which is right by the Grove. And if you walk through there, you'd see people doing boot camps and someone else doing one, soccer games. And so these parks, especially in LA, the density of people are overrun with things. Yeah, I would see people practicing martial arts, usually like two or three, not a actual dojo. But yeah, Johnny's making the most of it, Sal. Well, you know, the thing you want to look out for if you're working out in the park is the dog training classes, because I used to meet a friend for workouts in the park, and we would arrive just after the dog training class uh, ended. Uh, Yeah, watch your step. Hmm. You're supposed to pick up after your dog. I know. Hello. Now we're at the lake with Daniel and Samantha. And Sal, this really reminds me of the Karate Kid in which Mr. Miyagi and Daniel train at the lake. And I'm sure it's somewhere in Atlanta. (laughs) Definitely not in California. So then Sam shares with Daniel, because Daniel's really been out of the loop and a little clueless what's going on with her. Well, Daniel has to kind of corner Sam here, because remember, at first, he just asked if she wants to balance on the bow of the boat. Right. And then she snaps. uh, She thinks she's being tricked into doing karate. And remember, she told him she doesn't want to do karate anymore. So Daniel has to probe Pleads with her to speak to him so he can help, and that's when she finally opens up. And she does. She begins to talk about how she's feeling. Now we're at the school cafeteria, and Dimitri is bullied 
by Kyler, who has a cool Cobra Kai shirt, by the way, Sal. A very cool shirt, and I hope to have one one day, just like Kreese's bag. I want that Cobra oh, yeah. Kai bag. Kyler is there being a bully at the school. You know, you think that Kyler would have lost all street cred after uh, he got his ass. Yes. I mean, yeah. right? That, that that went viral. Why does Kyler have get any respect from anybody? Because he's Cobra Kai now. Oh, okay. Look, Miguel is the champ. He is the current champ. However, the whole Cobra Kai banner now is stronger, even without Miguel. New recruits, lots of talk, a lot of viral videos happening. Cobra Kai's social media must be blowing up. And now Kyler, yeah, you're right. He's reemerged, the second act for Kyler. I would imagine that if you really just take it down to the street level, and when I say street level, I mean school level too, you have Miguel, who was really, in the end, bested by Robbie, put into the hospital. I would think Miyagi-Do would be put on a real pedestal right now. Hey, it was a Miyagi-Do student who put the Cobra Kai champ into the hospital. you think that there'd be a little more uh, hoopla surrounding Miyagi-Do right now. Yeah, but instead, he's just an outlaw. And, you know, that was taking things too far. Yeah. So then... Kyler pulls the classic textbook bullying scene by throwing Dimitri's lunch in the trash. Usually it's on the ground or on the student or in the trash. It's like we've seen this a million times. And then he goes on to do what? And then he grabs a marker from Dimitri and agrees to sign, I you say, quote unquote, sign his cast. <laughs> Air quotes. Nobody, nobody asked him to do this. Yeah. So he, he takes the marker and is about to sign Dimitri's cast without an invitation. Right. And then Mitch walks up and Hawk disses him, Sal. He rejects him from the table because Mitch is no longer Cobra Kai, according to Kreese. And he sent to the rejects table with Bert, among others. Yeah, the rejects table is uh, Bert and some other unnamed youngster. So then Miguel finally gets a chance to catch up with Hawk Sal. And what does he say? Well, he confronts him about breaking Dimitri's arm. Yeah. And of course, Hawk gets defensive. He said, you should be thanking me for getting revenge on the Miyagi-Dos. And now Miguel encourages him to leave Crease and join Johnny's new dojo. So Miguel's trying to turn things around. I guess he still believes that there's some, some hope for Hawk in turning his life around. I mean, look, he just broke his former best friend's arm intentionally. Pretty rough. Yeah, and he knows that he's been kind of brainwashed by Kreese. And he also knows that Hawk could bring over other recruits. He's a staple in the dojo now, and he could easily probably sway some others. Which is interesting to me, Sal, that Miguel, All-Valley champ, shows mercy to Robbie, then gets injured in the brawl of the century, winds up in a coma, overcomes it, walks again. is kind of a hero now. To me, his street cred should be soaring. Especially when you consider that Miguel is the original student, even before the reintroduction of Cobra Kai. So that means, yeah, when Kreese steals Cobra Kai again, then Miguel is still with Johnny. In other words, Miguel is allegiant to Johnny, not necessarily Cobra Kai, whereas Hawk, allegiant to Cobra Kai, not Johnny. Not to mention, Miguel's a better fighter than all of those other guys. Him and Robbie could probably go round for round, but listen, right now, Robbie is not on the radar. So is it the fact that they look at him as a weak person now? 
who is just lucky to be walking again. He's no longer a threat in karate. Is that at play? You know how people are like, oh, they feel sorry for you. And then all of a sudden they kind of look at you differently. Is Miguel getting some of that? I think if you go back to that whole street cred idea, I would imagine that Miguel has lost some street cred as a result of being beaten by Robbie. Well, not just beaten by Robbie, but just what he went through. There's different ways to look at it. On one hand, he was bested by Robbie. On the other hand, he beat the coma and beat being paralyzed. He does, but I would say, hey, he's lucky to be walking. I don't think they're looking at Miguel going, hey, he's going to win all Valley again. They're probably thinking, I'm the next Miguel. Sure. Right? I think they're overlooking him. And does he have it in him to ever get back on top? I would imagine Miguel is on no one's radar for the next all Valley. Okay, so then we hear... Kyler yelling out to everybody to look at Dimitri. And remember, Kyler is signing Dimitri's cast. Well, he goes, hey, he's walking around with a dick in his hand. The cafeteria bursts into laughter. Kyler has drawn a giant dick on Dimitri's cast. Oh, yeah. And I like how this does not get the attention of one Counselor Blatt. If this was Samantha, she would have been right there. (laughs) Nor Principal Lopez. No one's around. No one's around. So now we're back to the lake, and Sam really begins to share with Daniel as they pack up the car. Yeah, she says, when the fight started, I couldn't move, I couldn't breathe. I mean, I don't know, you know, we're not psychologists, but would you call that some sort of panic attack she's having? Yeah, it seems like it. Again, I I feel like this school fight is on a loop in Samantha's mind and her subconscious. I think Sam has never seen anything like this in her life, I'm sure. She's had a very nice life. Yeah. You know, to use an overused word, a privileged life. Whereas Tori has seen some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Tori's been around the block. Sam, this is all new to her. This is a a level of street fighting, if you will, that she's never seen or experienced in her life. So therefore, it's going to have more impact on her. See, this is why nothing affects Crease. When you look at what Crease has seen, I mean, he saw his friend get shot in the head right in you know, 12 inches away from him. When you've seen some stuff, then later stuff doesn't affect you as much. So (laughs) if Sam would have had some childhood trauma, this brawl probably wouldn't have affected her as it is now. True. So now we're back at school and Johnny arrives to see Miguel. And Sal, with the school on super lockdown, high security, Johnny still finds a way to sneak in. Well, Johnny says, I went to school here. You think I don't know my way in and out? Like you went in the sewers? What other way is there out of a school? Yeah, he Shawshanked himself right in and out of there. <laughs> the only way I knew out of my school was climbing the gate. I knew no other escape route. I knew no other way in but climbing the gate in or out or walking in, in or out. I knew no other way. So interesting to see some of these little, uh, what, tunnels that, that maybe Johnny knows about. And I like when he first walks in, he's like, hey, Moose, to like the big kid. I don't know if that's a shout out to an Archie comic, but he just calls the biggest guy he sees Moose. And the guy's like, huh? He has no idea who the hell Johnny is. And then Miguel tells him that Kreese is turning Cobra Kai into shitheads. <laughs> right. So Miguel's striking out so far. And Johnny, he goes in full recruiting mode. Yeah, he gives sort of a confessional to Hawk and everybody else within earshot, including Mitch and Bert. And he says, I screwed up. I'm sorry. I gave up. And Hawk says, you got soft. And then Johnny gets in Hawk's face. When we met, you were softer than a baby's ass. And he reminds them all that Crease doesn't care about any of them. And he says, don't say I didn't warn you when your life ends up in the shitter. So we have a school on lockdown, Sal. We have an unauthorized person holding 
court with the students. This, if nothing else, would bring Counselor Blatt and or Principal Lopez or even a security guard, not Stingray, but no one comes. No. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. You know, you set up new protocol and then nobody does it. (laughs) That's what it is. And it would have hurt the scene because I like the way it played out. But then, as he says his piece, Sal, and by the way, he does give the location of the new dojo, which was? He invites them to Havenhurst and Magnolia the next day at four. And by the way, that is indeed in Encino, right off the 101 freeway. There is a park there on that corner. Sepulveda Basin. Is that what that would be? I know it well, Sepulveda Basin. I've played many soccer games at that park. There's baseball fields, there's soccer fields, and there's plenty of space for a dojo. Well, yeah, an outdoor under the sky dojo. Right. Actually, if you look at Johnny, he was kind of a ahead of the curve if you look at how things are today. That's true. As this scene concludes and Johnny walks away after saying his piece, what does he do? Johnny walks by this kid and knocks the books out of his hands. And and then Johnny says, sorry, kid, old habit. So Johnny reverts back to his bully, but then apologizes. Yeah. And the kid that he just knocked the books out of his hand, remember that kid. Okay. So now we're at the All Valley Sports Arena. And Daniel and Samantha are touring the empty arena. What, do they just leave this place open? He can just walk in. I mean, I know his face is on one of those uh, vertical banners on the wall, so obviously he's a local celebrity, but maybe the janitor let him in. Maybe he's made friends with the custodian uh, who lets him in. Because obviously this place is not open, and yet he and Samantha can walk around inside, so he obviously has some clout or juice. I think if you're a two-time champ, you have all access. Lifetime access path. (laughs) Oh, by the way, also forgetting he's also on the All-Valley Committee, so... That says a lot also. Yeah, he, might even have, he might even have a key for all we know. He might have a key. So as Daniel walks around and shows Sam things, it's obvious that she's been there before and probably done this tour with Daniel because she's like, yeah, you know, this is where you became champ. And he's like, oh, no, that's not what he's there to show her at all. In fact, he's there to reflect on his experience in the Karate Kid Part 3, which was his second All-Valley And what he was going through, because he was dealing with trauma, he was doubting himself. And it's really a nice moment because we see flashbacks from Karate Kid Part 3, the good moments. And so what happens? We have the flashbacks and we see Daniel fighting Mike Barnes. And now, for the record, I would definitely say Mike Barnes was a bigger threat than Johnny because like Tori, Mike Barnes is willing to do things. uh, You remember... When Chris told Johnny to sweep the leg, how Johnny reacted? Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to. That's, that wasn't in his nature to do something like that. And yet he did it anyway because he was an obedient student. Whereas Mike Barnes, this guy was just out for blood. He, you know, he did not need much coercion and coaxing from Terry Silver and Chris. This guy is there to destroy you either on the arena floor or out on the street. Plus, he had a monetary gain, and he was a national fighter. It was a different thing. He had no love for Daniel. He didn't even know Daniel. It was just someone in his way. Unlike Johnny and Daniel, they had some sort of, you know, high school rivalry, if you will. So here we are back at the All Valley 1985. Daniel is being beaten badly by Mike Barnes. Daniel goes down to the mat. He tells Miyagi, again, this is flashback, Karate Kid 3. So he tells Miyagi, 
it's over. I'm afraid. He's ready to give up. Yeah. If you remember the movie, he right here is ready to just pack up his bags and hit the road. Yeah. This is where Miyagi gets in his face. It's okay to lose to opponent, must not lose to fear. Miyagi reminds him to stay focused, and he says, your best karate is still inside you. Time to let it out. Yeah. So it gives him that pep talk that he needed to get back up on his feet. And this is what Daniel shares with Sam. He talks about how it wasn't necessarily about him overcoming Mike Barnes. It was about him beating his own inner fear. Right. It gave him the strength not only to get up and face Mike Barnes, but he channeled Miyagi-Do karate. It threw Mike Barnes off. He didn't really know how to attack him. And he scored the point that won him the tournament and the only point he scored in the tournament to become a two-time champion. I like, Sal, that he also mentions that he was fresh because he didn't have to fight in the preliminary rounds. And of course, that was a huge eye roll for me as Daniel mentioned this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that did not sit well with you. No, it did not. But I do credit the show for at least mentioning the fact. But it was a great lesson for Samantha to hear because obviously she'd never heard this story from Daniel. Well, he tells her, you're the only one who can get up when you're down. And then he reassures her. And this is, I talk about this, you know, off air with friends about the concept of having support, especially when you're young, having support of family or friends or counselors or teachers, having a strong support system. So he gets in her face and he says, I will always be there to help you, just like Mr. Miyagi was there for me. So he gives her his assurance that he's always on her side. Fantastic father-daughter moment. Yeah, it's really great. And a culmination of the day they spent together, and they really are in sync at this point in time. And it's great. Now we're back at school, and we see Dimitri struggling with his books. He's got too many things. You know, he's a nerd, Sal. He gets in his own way. And of course, whenever he's making a mistake, Kyler's there, makes fun of him in passing. So as Tyler walks away, who enters the frame? Yasmin walks over as Dimitri's still on the ground in the stooped position messing with his book bag. She gets a marker from him and writes on his cast. Oh, this is classic. She writes in the middle of the giant dick that Kyler drew. She wrote, I love your big dick, hyphen Yaz. Talk about game changer. People are going to look at him like he's so cool. I mean, what a moment for him. It's not just anybody. This is Yasmin, who used to run the school before she went away for a year after the front wedgie thing, of which they bond over, Sal, because this conversation continues. You know, it's almost worth the arm break. It's, it's <laughs> almost worth it. And because, you know, she tells him, she confides in him. She says she knows what it's like to have people laughing at you after the whole front wedgie thing. And Dimitri shares as well about all the various wedgies he's gotten. And although it's comical, there's a moment there, Sal. There's a sparkle in both of their eyes. And it really caught me off guard. However, as unlikely of a couple that they are, they almost will be perfect together. They do share a very nice moment. It's so quick. Yeah. They're staring into each other's eyes, and then Yasmin snaps out of it, though. Okay. Uh, Let's not make this a thing. Yes, that's right. Now we're at the LaRusso Dojo, and Sam is doing forms as Daniel enters. Daniel walks in. He says to her, I knew you'd be back. He tosses her a staff, one of those sticks, and tells her, show me cast the rod. Well, hello. <laughs> 
Hello, Daniel. I didn't catch that one. He was teaching her some moves when they were on the lake. He went full Miyagi-Do training there, man. That's straight out of Mr. Miyagi's playbook. And I did not know it. He did it right under my eyeballs anyway. So he brings that back, references it. He swings at her with his staff. She blocks it with the cast the rod block. She moves her body in that direction. Great teaching moment. He swings at her, but she blocks with the motion from fishing at the lake. They spar with these staffs. They share a warm smile. Sam is back. She is back. She got a kick out of the fact that he called it cast the rod. She's like, I knew it. I knew that whole thing was a ploy to get me back into karate. But just a great day they had together. And this is one of their star pupils, Miyagi-Do. And she didn't even compete in the All-Valley. She was not part of the dojo yet. So it will be great to see her fight in one if and when we get another All-Valley. Well, it'll be interesting how it all pans out. Because if you remember the last All-Valley, we had Aisha fighting guys. So is it sort of like a genders fight other genders with sam fight guys i'd be interested to see how that all is going to take place i mean because there's no boys division girls division all valley it's just one tournament and there you have it aisha did fight men in the tournament so why wouldn't samantha and the way they run all valley in the cobra kai karate kid universe so we'll see how that plays out what about sam versus bert yeah i would bet on samantha yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bert. Yeah, Sam would win. So now we're at the park and Johnny is addressing the students. And he wears a cool red leather jacket. And this is the one that he loaned to Miguel. Yeah, looks like it from Karate Kid. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, when they had the sleeves uh, pushed up on the motorcycles and all. Still fits. Yeah, yeah, props to him for that. I know my high school stuff does not fit. <laughs> uh, okay, so Johnny addresses the students, including Mitch and Bert. Hello. And the kid who got his books knocked down by Johnny when he visited West Valley High School. So we have now a total of six students standing in front of Johnny. And by the way, did you notice that the kid behind Bert is actually smaller than Bert? There's a, there's a, <laughs> I said, wow, I like that. So Bert's Bert is growing, no longer though. the Bert is growing. Yeah, well, he's no longer the smallest guy now at this point. True. So then he goes on to say, they said we needed a roof and four walls. Screw that. The park will be our new dojo because you don't need a dojo to be a dojo. And everyone's kind of looking at him like, yeah, okay. And Miguel's giving him those looks, you know, that he does. And then he says, I started Cobra Kai with one nerd. This is a step up. <laughs> Miguel, you're not a nerd now, but you were a nerd, yeah, but you're not when, now. So it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Remember when you were a nerd? I'm just saying. And so then he goes on to unveil the new name. Johnny introduces his new outdoor dojo, Eagle Fang Karate. And if you notice, when he unfurled the shirt and we see the eagle with the fangs, we hear that screech ah! that, yes, that is the same Foley sound from when Hawk took off his gi and we see the Hawk. It's the same screech, same yeah. Foley. I recognize that. And speaking of screech, rest in peace, Dustin Diamond. Rest in peace. So then he throws shirts out. And I love how Mitch is snug. Mitch is a big guy, bigger guy. And I think he's wearing like a medium. Yeah, he's definitely a large, if not XL. And yeah, they gave him like a, definitely a small. Yeah, maybe a small. And out of nowhere, we see Hawk 
and a couple of the guys come in the fold. And Johnny thinks that his recruitment at school paid off. And here's Hawk. However, Sal, then we see Kyler and Tori followed by whom? Okay, let me just pause here for one second, Jason. I'm seeing Tori and I'm I'm thinking of her mother. I'm thinking of her brother. I'm thinking of the fact that why isn't she at Katata Sushi right now? Yeah. You know, Tori has a lot to lose to be messing around in these uh, fights on the streets and at laser tag places. She's got a family to consider. She's got a job to consider. What is she doing running the streets? You know, she's practically almost a single mother in, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Very good point, Sal. I'm not sure. I mean, Kreese will morph into or be a chameleon to whoever he needs to be. So maybe they're all under Kreese's spell. And do you notice when Kreese and the rest of the gang arrive, they are in a park in Encino. Keep that in mind, folks. Encino is here in Los Angeles, Southern California. Kreese is dressed in this trench coat like he's in Chicago. I mean, what's, <laughs> what is this, dude? You're going to a park. Relax. Chill out. Yeah, he's you freezing. <laughs> yeah, come on, Kreese. So Kreese and Johnny have their exchange. And of course, Kreese is giving Johnny one last chance to join him. Kreese says, I'd like to make you another offer to come back to Cobra Kai where you belong. And Kreese and Johnny have this little face off. And then Johnny accuses them of not caring about his students. And Kreese says, I care about my students. They're strong and they're true fighters. And this is a dig at Miguel where he says, and they wouldn't make the mistake of showing mercy and ending up in a coma and obviously, Miguel takes offense at that. He steps forward. Hawk steps forward. Uh, they have a little face-off, Hawk and Miguel. Yeah. Kreese says to Johnny, you made your choice, and you are going to regret it. And then Kreese leaves, followed by Cobra Kai, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, wow. So we now have three dojo Sal. We have <laughs> yes. Cobra Kai, the name yep. of the show. We have Miyagi-Do. That goes back to Karate Kid as well. And now we have the newly formed Eagle Fang Karate run by Johnny Lawrence, a dojo that shows mercy, but is still kick-ass, I guess. Or somewhere in the middle of Cobra Kai Miyagi-Do, I would say. You have ex-Cobra Kai students in Eagle Fang. And do you have any Miyagi-Do carryovers in Eagle Fang as well? people in Eagle Fang? Maybe not yet. I don't think so yet. And by the way, there is already, and I say already, people move so quickly nowadays, if right. you notice, uh, with merchandise. There's already Eagle Fang merchandise available. No. I've seen it. Yeah. You can buy an Eagle Fang t-shirt right now online. Sure. Wow. So, yeah, another great episode. Ton of fun to review. Can't wait to hit the next three. I'm also kind of sad, as we've talked about in previous episodes, to think we only have three more to go, Sal. It's a little bittersweet. Yeah, but uh, we're building towards a big ending, and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, but yeah, what am I going to do when this show is over? What, are, what am I going to do with myself? Play with your toys. Okay, well, I'll be sure to pay attention to my YouTube channel, because believe me, there will be more Daniel and Johnny content on the Salvador Los Angeles channel, so stay tuned. All right. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to Let's Talk Cobra Kai wherever you get your podcast. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on our social media, which is at Let's Talk Cobra Kai. We also highly recommend checking out the Let's Talk Movies podcast 
and visiting justcuriousmedia.com. No mercy.